You're listening to Disturbing the Priest with Brandon Baddick. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Disturbing the Priest. I'm your host, Brandon Baddock. We are joined here by the uh, Council of Doomers. We have uh, Nate Fillers, as always, Julian Rose of Nuclear Funeral, and I think he has like a solo project or something, and Kevin Brady. Welcome to the show. Uh, So that's three comedians and a musician. And the topic today is great bands that lost their mojo you know sometimes you can't keep it forever especially if you're pumping out albums some of these bands you know been doing it 40 years you can't do it forever um one of the issues and like something i see a lot as like a pattern is like i was trying to find like a very diverse group of bands but I hate to say it, like a lot of the bands I chose are very mainstream and or not mainstream, but like more popular, mm-hmm. more of the popular metal bands instead of like a more like a lesser known, like F list, X list, like metal band. And I think that might be because, you know, the more popular a band is, I think they feel more pressured mm-hmm. to like put out better releases and whatnot. And I think that really affects the creative process um yeah it does let's jump into the first one i have on my list um i i wrote metallica (laughs) so did i (laughs) (laughs) i think uh i think their best album since uh the black album was death magnetic i don't think anything really came close um i think if they just kept going in a like maybe a heavier direction like they could have put out something really cool, but I feel like just they got way too experimental and their egos just got way too big. And I think that really hurt the band. And and especially like you look at them now and I don't think they've been able to like get back on their feet since then. Um, what do you guys think Metallica is, has lost it? Do you think they still have their, uh, yeah. Ever, their since, drive? Cliff, ever since cliff for me. Really? Yeah, I mean they. So that's the first three. We've then. talked about it before. Yeah, so I want to like oh, get yeah, true. back into yeah. it, but like, like I really like uh, Master of Puppets was the first album I ever bought with my own money. So I was just like, hell yeah! And then like, it just seems to kind of trickle its way. It's not like a fast drop off. It's like uh, the album after that, like little less, little less, little less, little less. Yeah, fair enough. It's funny because their most successful albums, like the Black Album, yeah, which is their fifth record, yeah, their fifth record, um, and then the drop off was so like giant, like it was so, and like oh, don't get me wrong, like I love Load and Reload, but I'll be honest, like I don't think. Like it's a good record, but it's not a good Metallica album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a f- that's four LPs between both records, and that could have if they just combined it into just one LP, it could have been pretty good, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Kevin, have you listened to Load Reload at all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind. Of, I'm like kind of like right between the two. I don't want to say that they stopped being good once Cliff died, but after, you know, after the black album came out and they had that huge commercial success, it was no longer 
well, now we need to be beholden to our fans. We're actually successful. We're on MTV. We're on radio. Okay, let's put out that next radio metal album and keep making mountains of dollars. Um, and yeah, I mean, since really the Black Album, yeah, uh, Death Magnetic was probably the closest to the original vibe of the band but like you really can't recapture that i mean totally different time and place you know Mm -hmm. a thrash band was dangerous in the 80s and now it's just like (laughs) (laughs) oh johnny's in a thrash metal band oh those kids (laughs) 2013 also you know what a different what a whole different era for music Mm -hmm. um Also, just like, like, again, like I I was talking about condensing some of these LPs, Death Magnetic, that's, that's a double LP. If they, if they made that just a one, like just a one solid LP, just like a 45 minute record. um, And also the production sucks. That's like another big thing on Death Magnetic. Like it it really, like, I want to say that album's really good, but there's a lot of faults in it And, and hardwired. I don't know, man. It's. It's tough. It, I, I like they have some decent kind of. Oh, I want to say like dad metal out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's pretty much what they are now. But it just sucks because um, it's so awkward. Like once I feel like once you kind of jump off that, um, you know that bridge into being like very experimental and just doing whatever you want, it's hard to like get back on track of you know being like a threat if you're putting out country songs you know and there's a country song on reload um oh yeah it's hard to like and and we even like with uh saying anger it's like we we literally hear the growing pains in the hard transition back into them trying to be like all right we're guys we're thrash metal don't forget we're (laughs) we're a metal band and it's like really it's it's not really that believable um I think Megadeth did a way better job of, you know, staying, uh, staying in the lane and like yeah. putting out good music, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Like even with, uh, with Megadeth, even, you know, pick your preferred bad album from them stylistically, at least stays relatively consistent. Um, but yeah, like with, when I heard Unforgiven three, like I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't know what it was. Like I just heard it playing somewhere. I was like, okay, new Metallica, not too bad. Like, why do I know this riff? What is it? Are they plagiarizing themselves? What the, yeah. Oh no, it's, it's the third installment of a song that you only needed to do once. Yeah, <laughs> true crazy and it's uh and i also want to touch on this um dave reese so dave's been on a a spree dave mustaine of just like revealing thing like personal conversations he's had with people and and one of the ones recently was uh he he used to like have a lot of phone calls with james hatfield a lot and dave like revealed recently that like james told him that the last four metallic albums bombed in his uh in his eyes which is like pretty big. Um, and that's really like nail in the coffin right there. Like, even if the band thinks 
the like last four projects kind of suck. Um, I don't know, man. I, it, it's another issue I have with like a lot of these bands are the the thing where like they feel like they just have to put out records just to put out albums. Yeah, stay to stay yeah. relevant. Exactly, which like I don't know. It's I, I feel like it's I rather you not put out a record than have to like crap out like just I don't yeah know. i don't it's cool. so forced it's like i think it's hard to gauge too because it's like when music becomes like your full-time job it changes like your your perspective of it like i i was in a band and i loved mu- writing the music until it was like writing for other people and that's, mm-hmm. I feel like what Metallica has become because they're so big, they can't really write from themselves anymore, even though technically they could because they're Metallica, but who knows what the label is forcing them to do. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't think the label's too hard on Metallica. Probably not. Um, there must be some pressure. You know what I mean? Cause like they're, I think they're like literally the biggest touring band. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that a label really conflicts too much strength over a band like Metallica because yeah. you reach a certain threshold, a certain point where you are the brand. Like you just yeah. happen to be releasing through this company. If they just said, Hey, you know what? We're done with this label. Everything's going to be, we're going independent again. They're doing everything <laughs> themselves. They have the infrastructure. They they can figure out how to do this on their own if they wanted to. So, like, if James Hetfield is even saying, yeah, the last four albums didn't feel right. We didn't like them. They didn't come out the way we wanted them to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't release an album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't release it. You hate it. Like, their label's literally named after a Metallica song. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's um, I just meant I like for like a contract purposes. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm assuming nothing, but I always like want to give them the benefit of doubt. Like yeah, but it's yeah. probably more so that they're just like they're probably just burnt out. I think so. Yeah, they tore endlessly. Like mm-hmm. Metallica is always on the road. Lars can barely play um lars even said recently that he's like i can see metallica going like another 20 years it's like dude you i (laughs) i can't see you going another two years what are you talking about yeah um like even metallica puts out a lot of live videos and and some of them like i'll listen to them like oh it's so not quite my tempo lars um i don't know it's it's not really i i can't see them like putting out another like great record also with their first like four or five i guess like looming over them at all times and like with the amount of times they've played all those songs on the road it's like i don't know man plus a lot of those songs like borrow some like misfits riffs some merciful fate riffs so it's like you know i guess go start uh, listening to like old 80s metal again Maybe you can snag a couple of riffs for the new record, but I don't know, man. It's Metallica. Does anyone have any uh, final words for uh, final thoughts for Metallica? Well, yeah, I don't know. Just like going back to to what you were saying like a minute ago is like they don't have to put out 
music. Like they can just like Tool like took like 13 years off. Yeah. yeah. They can do that if they want. It's like they they don't really have a need to to pump out like albums constantly. And I don't think they should either. You know what I mean? I think if anything like if a riff comes in mind, like they should do something with it. And maybe over time, like all those riffs will lead to like, Hey, it's like, Oh my God, we have four songs. And then that will slowly snowball into something. But instead of like with, especially hardwired, we're like, all right, we're doing the album. Now we are in the studio and let's just, you know, think of something. Um, I I think it, it should be that where it's a little more natural. You know, again, if a riff comes to mind, let's just, do something with it um i don't know i'm not their manager but <laughs> that's why i have to believe it's got to be some sort of contract thing because i think you're right like they they literally don't have to do anything anymore they they could coast off of what they've done they can coast off their legacy they could never write one more song and they'd still be fine so it's not like they're writing because they're desperate for money yeah or are they i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, like again shows are expensive you know? yeah <laughs> i don't know all that money they lost from napster uh pirating oh, yeah. their music 20 yeah. years ago <laughs> i think that's where i got a bad taste in my mouth for a lot of people game. did actually that like that era killed so many metallica fans because that was like when saint anger came out too yeah like they're telling people not to share their music for free. Like half the people that got into them didn't get their albums as a bootleg from a friend of a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten like half my metallic albums at Savers. It's like, what <laughs> did you, do you guys know what's going on with Twitter right now with like the, the blue check Mark verification yeah. that yeah. you can just pay yeah. for? I saw somebody uh, posing as Metallica and wrote like this big thing, like we got it wrong. Our music is now free. You should download it. Like we're, we're sorry. And then like Metallica wrote like, this isn't us. Please like our, our stuff isn't free. <laughs> like That's definitely <laughs> Lars on the computer <laughs> type in that. Okay. I'd love to, I'd love to see Napster come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's that'd not. be so f- imagine metallica did that like ne- like they're just like hey we're just dropping all our songs for free we make enough money touring like ju- that'd be i'd actually like, have so much respect for them if they did that but yeah. i don't think they ever would if they get a new drummer then it, it could happen yeah yeah i don't know it, it'll never happen lars lars pretty much is metallica at this point um yeah that would be there would just be one Oh my God! If Lars left, then Metallica and Megadeth would have the same amount of original members. That'd be so crazy. That's actually so crazy because like a lot of people will make fun of Megadeth, like, "Oh, it's a, re-, you know, there's barely any original members. It's just Dave." Metallica only has like two members. That's that's yeah. two Daves. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. That's that's crazy because Kirk. You know, he's not original. Rob isn't, but I don't know, man. Metallica is something. Uh, Hardwired mm. actually came out, I think, last week, six years ago. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's great. I think that was a solid record, kind of. Um, I think Spit Out the Bone was excellent on that one. Um, again, could have been a 45-minute record, but they really had to drive it into the ground. Um 
All right. Here's here's a here's another one. Uh and this is again like another kind of classic metal band. Um Iron Maiden. I'm I'm not really a fan of what that band turned into. Yeah. Um I can agree. You know, I, I really wanted to bring up this band just to make the transition um from uh how Metallica started just releasing less quality stuff and longer records where maiden oh my god um they literally went from like you know 40 minute 37 minute albums to like what is it two out two hour long records i think their new one is like four lps like are like jesus christ every song is like 15 minutes just insane yeah and like i'm not sure how i how i feel about that especially iron maiden like how what number are they on for records i don't know man um do you guys have a problem with that 20 (laughs) yeah like if you're if you're on your 20th record like that i feel like i don't get what is the deal with bands wanting to like it's like hey we gotta top our neck our last one so who needs uh quality let's just make it like a four hour long record you know let's make the album four hours (laughs) um don't want to do that sometime actually let's <laughs> do like every, an eight hour album every album you'll put out just add another hour yeah it's like oh it's 12 hour doom record <laughs> it's three songs it's five riffs. <laughs> <laughs> three songs two riffs <laughs> but, uh, three songs two riffs yeah no i actually found it really funny when we saw it <laughs> <laughs> when when we saw Iron Maiden like a few years ago, they were like, "We're not playing anything new." Yeah, yeah, they didn't play a single thing new. It's like, why'd you put out like a five hour long album then if you're not gonna play any of it? That's Metallica. I saw them recently too. They they didn't play anything past like uh, I think it was like eighty eight. Like they they played all their eighties stuff. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> Because like, that's know. what people like. That's like their good stuff. Yeah, I guess, but it's like I, I'm not really into that. I, I really don't like when bands. I like what a band. If if you put out a song and the band likes it, I, I at least own it. I, I say play it. I don't think yeah. bands should just be playing their hits or their. You know, if you're gonna put out a five hour long record, at least play one song off it. Which you know, granted, that'd be like thirty minutes of the yeah <laughs> the concert but the entire encore would just be rhyme of the ancient mariner <laughs> <laughs> and that's and in in terms of like their new stuff rhyme is like one of their shorter songs now yeah like that's like a radio single now <laughs> where like it's like their new record every side is a song um tool kind of did that too with their uh new record Fear Inoculum. It's like I think the vinyls, like again, like four LPs. Yeah, it's like all um, long songs, except the weird like ambient shit in between. Yeah, what, like chocolate chip trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there? Why do you think that is? Like bands, like the older and longer they're around, put out longer records. Like I really don't understand. Are they compensating for something? compensating to some degree it's got to be masturbatory it's like hey look at how good we are 
we're going to write an entire album and nothing's going to be less than 15 minutes long because we're that amazing. Yeah. So it must, I, I can definitely see it being like an ego thing. You know what I mean? Even like the last yeah. Metallica records too. Like, like Sane Anger too. That's also like a double LP. And I hate, I'm sorry I'm measuring things in vinyl, but it's like, oh, it's fine. you know, you look at Master of Puppets and that's a, that's a single LP. Um, and that's like, oh my God, a legendary, legendary record. All the best albums, I feel like, you know, crunch it down to like 45 minutes. Um, there definitely is an exception for double LPs or like, you know, maybe uh, over an hour albums. But I don't know, man, like especially if you're putting out your like 25th record, like how much how much are you like ready to to shove into the the world well i mean there's there's reason to break that shit up and actually release them as separate records not just as one one thing like um you know system of a down when they released toxicity they're like we have all this extra material that we really like but it doesn't fit this album and then when it started leaking they were like fuck it just make another album and they released uh steal this album but then hypnotize mesmerize those are two separate albums like they were released months apart so like just because you have all these songs good bad and different whatever hey we want to release them all together break them up use your illusion guns and roses yeah that was two different albums so honestly guns and roses Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, I totally agree with that, you know, but the thing is, I feel like that goes to show, you know, you look at uh, an album like death magnetic and I'm saying that's like the best metallic album since the black album. I can't see that as two records. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I can see even, I, I feel like there's definitely an a and B side of that album. If that makes sense. Like, like there's some, some albums, like, again, like going back to like puppets or something, A and B is like equal. That whole album front to back is, is awesome. But you definitely like, especially as these albums, like, I guess there's a few exceptions, but there's definitely like a lot of filler, like a lot of just, I feel like there was this riff that went on for like 10 minutes. That didn't really have a payoff. We go into a solo. That's another 15. It's like, it's a lot of it just seems very just like, they're like, you know, it's, it's streaming. It's Spotify. We can do whatever we want. Let's just say three minutes. solo. make it (laughs) 10 minutes. Who cares? We can, it's Spotify. We can, we can put a 20 hour album out if we want. There's no, uh, you know, limit but i think that that kind of helped a lot of bands though um especially in the age of vinyl because you definitely had that it's like all right we got to get it on one lp they were very cautious with like how long a song was how how long a riff went a solo and i feel like just because of that they were paying more attention to like the song structure and the song itself and the the flow of the album also where now it's like flow of the album it's all about what gets on the playlist and what doesn't who cares mm-hmm. um and i i think it's just like a lot of bands just like throwing whatever at the wall and seeing what sticks is it a good song who cares just put it on <laughs> yeah release whatever kind of album we want um you bring up uh guns and roses though 
and I want to say I I would I would claim Guns N' Roses to be another one of those bands that you know really uh, lost their mojo. Yeah, um, go hopping in the way back machine. When I was in college, my school uh, introduced a radio station. They didn't have one. So they brought in a radio station that was internet-based radio station, and I was the hard rock and heavy metal DJ. And our station uh, liaison, like faculty advisor, came in one day and said, oh, Kevin, you're never going to believe it, but I, uh, I got a bootleg copy of Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits. I just looked at him and said, we already have a copy of Appetite for Destruction. Like, we don't need, <laughs> we don't need this. And he looked at the track list, and he was like, Oh, <laughs> like you know, your first I, uh, record's amazing. Yeah, it, but when you have a record like that, when you have a record like Appetite, you're already starting at a hundred. Any you you don't cop it. You really can't. So even though they do have a lot of good songs after that, ugh, everything's a step down. Everything's a step down. Yeah. And, and like Definitely. I know, there's a lot of albums like uh, Chinese Democracy gets a lot of hate, but like I actually dig that record. But again, it's, it doesn't really yeah. hold a candle to to appetite. Chinese Democracy is like to me, it's not a Guns N' Roses album. It's kind of just like Axel doing whatever he wants. I, yeah. I think there's some good songs on there, um, but it doesn't. It's definitely like not Guns N' Roses. Like the vibes off. Wasn't Buckethead on that one? Yeah. I think yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. I actually dig that record. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it gets a lot of hate, but I think I, I actually dig a lot of the songs. Yeah. Um, but, like, you, you also have, like, the Spaghetti Incident, which... Wasn't it, like, a cover album? Is it? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Also, let me just say that's like it's like the worst name and cover of an album I think I've seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well. It's just like a picture of spaghetti. Like that the the, the band has a lot of cool <laughs> themes and whatnot. And like a that's lot of amazing. cool, like especially their first record. It's a really cool, it's almost like the band's almost logo. It's 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 like yeah. Um, I I can't really describe it, but it's it's cool. And same with um their next two, but that's that's awesome. like screw it just take a picture of uh your next dinner and we'll make like, that the record it's like spaghettios <laughs> style yeah it's not it even looks like good looking spaghetti yeah, it looks like it's been like overcooked let's let's critique the pasta <laughs> <laughs> i love how like on the wikipedia page it says not to be confused with the linguini incident <laughs> <laughs> what was the linguini incident oh it was actually a hate crime oh my god <laughs> oh no no <laughs> oh it's the spaghetti it a- incident with a question mark Oh yeah, it's a question, I guess. <laughs> spaghetti incident? The like, spaghetti what does that incident? even mean? I, I, I don't the really... linguini incident was a movie with David Bowie in it. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get an off track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that their you... last record? What was the last Guns N' Roses album, even? 
Um, that was a couple. Like, I didn't think they released one recently. On that no, no. I thought they released. They haven't one, released like, an album in like. I thought they did like last decades, year or something. Right? What? Keep on remastering. Use your illusion. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that. not like remastered. But yeah, yeah, like new. Gotcha. I think what you might be thinking of, I think they released a song recently. And okay. I say recently, like three years ago. Um, yeah. Um, Looks like Chinese democracy. Chinese, yeah, their last record was 2008. Wow. 2008, then the Spaghetti Incident was 93. Yeah. yeah Spaghetti so, Incident was the last album with uh, Slash. Until, oh wow, he joined again. Um, well, that just goes to show we were talking about like, at, you're at, a band gets to a point where it's like we don't even have to put out music. Yeah, the last album was in '08, and then before that was '93. I think they just have to like put out an album every few, uh, um, every decades. fifteen years. Yeah, every fifteen <laughs> years, guys, remember us? Remember yeah. Guns and Roses? <laughs> I mean, imagine if bands had like action figure lines or like merchandise like that. Like they wouldn't even ever create an album ever again. Yeah. Like they could just live off the toys. Well, that's kind of what Kiss I mean. Does. Like look at look at like Guns N' Roses. Like they have like deals with like what's like old navy and shit like that. Like oh, really? you can get like like shirts with their logo at like yeah. a clothing store. It's like they're not they're not doing badly in terms yeah, of like money off of like merchandise. It's, yeah, it's it's licensing. Basically, you know, you have these companies like an old navy and like, hey, what are licenses that we can like purchase the rights to manufacture and like kiss ACDC, Guns N' Roses, they're like yeah, just give us the money. We don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Do what you, do what you want just as long as the check clears. They pretty much just become brands. Like yeah. a lot of people like there's those jokes where those you have those like those girls or whatever or like just pe- like teens like wearing a Nirvana shirt and they think it's like a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's not far from what these actually these bands have turned into. No, I mean like a lot of like well, like, I think, like, one of the biggest things that sets apart, like, a successful band from, like, an unsuccessful band, other than the music, which honestly doesn't even really matter that much because there are loads of shit bands out there, <laughs> you know, is, like, if they can market themselves as, like, a product in, in yeah. some way or the other. Which, like, so sad. You know what I mean? Like it's it's them it's it's people trying to make a living, I guess. You know. Yeah. You know, God forbid Lars has to sell his painting um, from uh, <laughs> the. Have you guys seen the some kind of monster documentary hmm. where like Metallica starts losing money? So like Lars, is like oh, he gets like super depressed and he has to sell like like some like five million dollar painting oh, in his house. Poor Lars. It's, like, <laughs> it's like wow, dude, we're really. We're very so we'll definitely buy the new album Saint Anger or whatever it's called. Yeah. But yeah, merchandise. Lars. Yeah, poor <laughs> poor Lars. <laughs> um a band a band, you know, talk about merchandise and kiss. Um they're they were really the first to really like 
you know, lean into that. Um, and, and they're one of the, like, you know, people are being buried in kiss coffins. I don't think any other band has that level of like where the fans are so obsessed with the merchandise i'm pretty sure like you can like hire like the guy for to like go to your wedding or something too yeah yeah you can do that too <laughs> really yeah they're all hired twenty thousand dollars or something and he like he like get, like officiates or whatever the word is oh yeah <laughs> well that's gene simmons for you um yeah how much for tommy thayer <laughs> 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 anytime anytime gene simmons is in an interview there's always like some giant product next to him i think like the <laughs> last time he did an interview it was like every question he he like made the direction go to the gene simmons vault which is like something he, it's like this 20 dollar 20 like thousand dollar vault you buy that has like gene simmons like merch in it and he's just like doing an interview and there's this giant safe next to him he's like oh good question reminds me of the stuff in the gene simmons vault <laughs> and that was like every question like, but but that's like what it takes it takes a psychopath for yeah. like a band to become and like yeah. a band see see kiss and go oh let's try to do something like that but like kiss really they almost became addicted to it i feel like um mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, like they're another band that that kind of lost their uh, their drive and like their their mute. Like, oh my god, you look at their later records. Um, Nate, this is me and Nate talked about this on a, a a past episode, but they have an album called "The Music Music for the Elder," oh. and and it's they what they so his started to trend set um, or wanted to. Uh, trend chase i should say well they started as trend setting and then so tommy came out and all these like almost like proggy um concept records so like hey let's do one and it is the worst record i think i've ever heard in my life the music it's no it's music from the elder yeah i, I listened to it and i was like oh my god so i did some more research about it so what it was gonna be was kiss wanted to make a movie and the movie was going to call be called the elder and so they're like oh this is and they wrote the script that paul stanley the singer wrote the script and they're like oh this is gonna be a blockbuster let's make the soundtrack so they made the soundtrack and then the movie got scrapped so they just put out the soundtrack to a movie that doesn't exist so that's why it's called from the elder the elders the movie so it's like music from the elder and it's just i'm not sure you might have seen the cover it's just like a hand on a door it's a really weird looking thing but it's like it, it bombs so bad it was like the worst it, it did terrible um and their later stuff too doesn't hold a candle to any of their their stuff now and like kind of sucks like even just as a record um, Paul Stanley even said like the reason then kiss kiss have come forward and said, we don't put out music anymore. We're done with making music. And the reason was because they're saying people, people always hold our later our you know, early stuff high because they grew up with those albums and they're, they're more than just music for a lot of people. They're like nostalgia and whatnot. And I respect that. And I understand that, but to just like completely cut off your creativity and like, you know, 
from writing music. Like, I feel like that's kind of a cop out. It's like putting out records. I, I think mm-hmm. Kiss kind of just like got way too lost in their own head and ego. And that really affected their creative process. Man, like trying to be like, what's going to sell? What's going to sell? They're not even trying anymore. I mean, look what just came out recently, like the allegations of them lip syncing. It's like, yeah, they don't, they're not, yeah. they're not even putting any effort in. It's just whether they have to or not, they're just not doing it. So yeah, their farewell tour has been going on for like 20 years now also. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that them being on a farewell tour was a joke 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) they've been retiring for 30 years it's amazing all right here's here's one i I, i'm not sure if i agree with this one or not how do you guys feel about ozzy osbourne do you think do you think he lost he lost it do you think because he had a new record come out recently um he's had a bunch actually recently because i want to say i want to say he does but like i also kind of dig the new record i don't i'm not sure if any of you guys have heard any of the tracks off it or whatnot no but it's it's very it's very loud um (laughs) that's all i'll say about (laughs) it i don't get what it is with like all these like old artists, like metal artists, like it's like, Hey, I know old cell. Let's just make, let's just put up like the loudest release of all time. Like whatever will make people's ears ring. That'll definitely be the selling point, which, and, and Metallica did it too with, with death magnetic. Um, I forget if um, hardwired was super loud or not, but death magnetic was like, so fuzzy i think it, it was just like unlistenable um even on rock band or whatever there was like a metallica guitar hero or something <laughs> um they had to actually like remix i'm pretty sure the death um, magnetic songs was, was did i get that right there was so from what i remember is that um the for i think guitar hero i think it was guitar hero they got like mm. an early like version of like the the song like before it was like mastered and the mastering on like the full release is horrific yeah so the guitar hero version is like genuinely like way better sounding than Which like the crazy. official release that's funny if you want to hear a, a really like if you want to hear the song properly mixed or whatever you have to have an xbox 360 yeah you have to yeah. or you just expert. go on like youtube is it on youtube i'm, I'm sure 100 percent. oh yeah it must be right it was like it would be kind of crazy if it wasn't yeah i guess you're right um another another band i can't help but say is uh dream theater I was, all, that we, was one of the ones I was thinking. Oh of. yeah, yeah. Um, we also like talked about this on like a, a past discussion or whatnot. Uh, Kevin, are you familiar with Dream Theater? Yeah, I uh, I I have controversial opinions on uh, Dream Theater. Oh um, yeah, like you can't make any type of argument against anybody like their songwriting ability their musicianship 
every one of them is phenomenal. For me, there is just a line where I just, it's too, I like pretentious shit, but like, it's just, I can't sit down and listen to a 43 minute song. There's a reason why classical music is broken up into movements and you can listen to this one four minute piece of an operetta like Mm -hmm. because that's the good part of it yeah so i uh fair enough yeah Uh, i have opinions (laughs) i mean it's basically just like an a whole album of soloing this is like everybody does different solo stuff and i can see that getting very tiring quick too yeah what's the album they did with panic attack uh, Octavarium. Octavarium. Yeah, that's the. How long is that? The title track of that album. Oh, I think that one's like twenty minutes or something. <laughs> like the title they... tracks, it's crazy to me that <laughs> the title track of an album could be twenty minutes. I think I've listened to it like twice. Yeah. And how much James Labrie is? It's a good album though. It's like one of their one of their better ones in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. That's it's. A, these walls is that another track on it um the evil within i I might be butchering all these names uh there's a lot i I do remember a lot of good tracks on it but but yeah it's like again and i guess like you can you can have that opinion on like a most prog metal bands because a lot of them are just like you know there's some i feel like the death metal ones like the tech death ones are very like the most they'll go like the most they'll go is like 10 minutes but for some reason, with when it comes to clean vocals, it's like, oh, let's make it a half hour. Who cares? This is the emotional like, like, piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like with Dream Theater, I, I, I like a, a bunch of their like older albums, but like every time they release an album now, I just like I kind of skim it and I'm like, I'm over this. It's like yeah. it's like not new. It just I, feels like I don't know. Like I, yeah. I feel that a lot. I feel that with yeah. so many different bands, especially like the older bands. Like I, I was gonna chime in when we were talking about um, what's their name? Uh, what's the, what's the second band? Uh, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah, oh, Iron Maiden. I just had a brain fart. I'm sorry, but like they almost have like a formula down. It's like a lot of triplets, a lot of galloping. Yeah. A lot of like yeah, like a lot of like you know you know power ballad vocals and it's like okay they have a formula and then you have like other bands that are like all right we kind of got bored and they just completely shift genres and i get that now because i feel like a lot of the bands that we're talking about right now never really shifted genres they kind of just were like you know they just kind of put out similar things like acdc is a great example of that ACDC has put out the same album how many times? Yeah. yeah. ACDC is, it, it's the doom joke from earlier. They have five riffs and they just change the key and the tempo. There was like, and... there's this, there's this like interview with like Angus Young or whatever. And, yeah. and the interviewer asked like, what do you say to those who say that ACDC only has one riff? He said, it's a good riff. <laughs> and I mean, like, he's not like wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, it's a vibe. Um, they, yeah. 
I forget what it was, but I think they released an album in like 2013. I listened to it's like it's ACDC, you know, rocker bust. Cool. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like a bad album. It's just not. They didn't do anything new. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's just them going. Hey, check the time. We got to put out another ACDC record. Um, yeah, their new was, one. There was another. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, Brandon. That's all good. Uh, their new uh, one, uh, Power Up, uh, came out a couple years ago too, and I, I that was like one I actually like. It came out. My roommate is like a huge. Was he like a huge ACDC fan? He's still alive. I don't know why I said his name in past tense. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's a huge ACDC fan and he like bought the vinyl. And like we're listening to him. Like it's he's like, it's good. It's good. I'm like, yeah, it's well, it's <laughs> it's you like back and black. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like the issue with that when when a band just like keeps just like, hey, let's just put out the same album. It's like <sighs> I rather just why listen to the new ACDC record when like Back in Black is, a yeah, thing. Exactly. you know what I mean. Um, at least with like all these other bands, like even even Metallica, like they do experiment a little bit, and like they always have done that. Even like their old stuff, like mm-hmm. they've definitely tried new stuff every album. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not crazy about the idea of a band doing that. Um, Nate, you were gonna. Oh, I was just going to say there was another interview, but it could have been the same interview where he was, ta- where, uh, what's his name from ACDC was talking about, like, uh, do you, are you embarrassed that you have essentially put out 10 albums that have sound the same? And he's like, come on, man, we've put out 11 albums that have sounded the same. <laughs> yeah. I just got to own it, you know? Yeah, they do. So. Um, do you guys have any, uh, you know, any any bands you think have have kind of lost it, lost their way? Mm-hmm. Is is it does it count if they find it again, or is it? I'm just... curious. Well, I'm curious what you're going to say. Well, I, I, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sure. for me is Opeth for sure, because Opeth started off like really fucking great, and then they just kind of experimented a little bit too much. Yeah. became a little bit too experimental for my taste but their latest album that they just put out um is right back to like their older stuff it's like one of the few bands that i've seen kind of go sour and then just come back and be like okay well this is very similar to their older stuff it's a it's pretty sick great. record yeah, yeah. I, I was blown away because like there's a few bands that i've held on hope for they're one of them and i was so happy to hear their latest album and i was just like hell yeah that's awesome yeah they're actually i know like a lot there's there's a few records of theirs that a lot of people like hate on i actually like all their stuff really <laughs> yeah I, every album i've listened to of like and i i i'm pretty sure i've listened to their discography like i i actually dig like all their records um even like there's some and i i'll admit there's some like weird stuff there's some like some weird songs and whatnot yeah but like i dig it i don't mind it uh i i respect the band and i love their sound um and i don't know i haven't really got that i've gotten that with opeth but that's a very common thing i've heard with the band yeah i mean i i appreciate the fact that they have taken their sound and played with it as opposed to just like keeping it the same and you know but 
I don't know. There's a lot of instances where I was like, this is so experimental that it's almost goofy. And yeah. It, and it I, I like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I, but I understand that. But when you compare you know I mean? it to like Blackwater Park. Yeah. And, there, yeah. and that goofiness, it's like, oh, it's so, so hard to put those two next to each other. Totally. Yeah. But uh, uh, Kevin, do you have any? Uh, I actually had three, but I think the one that really, cause two of them, like one isn't really a band anymore. The other one, I don't know if they've released an album. So what were your years. three? I'm just curious. So, first and foremost, and all of these are bands that I really loved when I first heard them. Mudvayne. The first two two Mudvayne albums, they were solid. Like, okay, this is different. This is, this is. And that's new metal, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep in mind, when I was first getting into music, we're talking like late 90s, early 2000s. So that was, that was like what's starting to pop up on the radio before oh, well, there's other music that's like this that's not on yeah. the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, something had to kill grunge, you know what I mean? God have mercy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, their first album, uh, we're talking 20 years ago it came out, and I can still put it on, listen to it, and you know, it's very, in comparison to time, it's pretty experimental. You know, There's a lot of weird time signatures, um, not really much in the way of like genre blending, but it's a little bit offbeat. And that kind of set them apart from a lot of other new metal bands. So, hey, this is what made them successful. Second album, they leaned into it a little too hard. So it turned off some people. So by the time they came back with their third album, it was, okay, we're just doing rock radio metal now. And it's like, <laughs> ah, and then eventually they broke up and they formed Hell Yeah. And uh, no, hell no. Uh, so, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, another one. This one's tough because I literally saw their first performance in Massachusetts ever, like first tour, Avenged Sevenfold. You were telling me about that. Yeah. So. Their first time playing in Massachusetts, they opened for Shadows Fall and Mushroom Head. And oh, wow. then their first headlining tour, like eight months later, My Chemical Romance opened for them. <laughs> <laughs> and My Chemical Romance, no. Nope. I saw them. I was like, wow, do not get it. And it was before Black Parade. Like, it was before I'm Not Okay. I'm just like, I don't. I'm thoroughly indifferent about this band. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was that was my mistake, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Avenged Sevenfold, like their first two records, it was the first time really that a newer band that I had come across was actually doing solos. Like everything was drop tune, chug, 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 maybe there's a lead. But they were actually doing like 80s, inspired solos and holy shit yeah you didn't do that like that's something you didn't hear for 15 years so the second album unholy confessions come out they're still doing like early days of like death core and metal core before it really started you know, leading into the you know into the mainstream 
So when they announced their third album was coming out and I hear Beast and the Harlot, I'm like, oh, oh, gross. Like, what <laughs> What happened to you guys? Uh, and just completely turned me off. Yeah. I've heard a lot of their stuff since then, but I just, I just never got back into them. And uh, their yeah, last release is, yeah. was 26. That was the stage, I think, their last album. Um, and I think that was the one record they did without their original drummer. Oh, or, really? Yeah. Was, wait, was yeah, Mike Portnoy on that one? Because Mike I, Portnoy I was in that yeah. band for. Yeah. Well, he, he joined because their drummer, uh, their drummer died. So, like, their original. Uh, I say original, maybe like just long-term drummer um, died in a car accident or something like that. And they were like, we're really bummed, but we know he would want us to continue. So here's Mike Portnoy in his 15th band at the same time. Um, <laughs> he's Portnoy. Um, but yeah, I just, I kept up somewhat. I heard new material. And I was just like, it's just, Hmm. Uh, I got a lot of kids to appreciate guitar solos. So, I mean, hey, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but this one, I know this is the one that they're still around. They're still releasing music. And I know we'll get some people pissed off at me. Slipknot. Interesting. I just, yeah, I, uh, I was a huge Slipknot fan. Um, when the self-titled album came out, it really was... It, it was shocking and still to this day like the mixing of it the recording of it uh joey jordison's drum tones on it like still visceral sounding iowa loved it and then when chapter three came out i was really excited about it and it just was such a change from the first two albums in my opinion that i was like okay it's different i don't hate it but then everything after that was going way too um way too stone sour for me yeah so i can definitely I can see, see that. that so i uh i still really love slipknot the first two albums um i can appreciate some of their singles but i just never hmm they lost me at some point they lost the room for me and hey it doesn't matter they're, they're still playing 25 years later they're still touring arenas around the world and uh you know, they've lost members and still found a way to keep going so hey you know what maybe i'm wrong in this but just i don't disagree interesting yeah, yeah. i i agree with you yeah. Um, and I'm not the biggest Slipknot fan, um, but yeah, their first two records, I, I you know, could admit they're amazing, uh, uh, really awesome. And, I, and I've listened to like their recent stuff. They had a new record come out kind of recently, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. yeah, it didn't really didn't really uh, do anything for me personally. Um, but all right. Cool. Cool. Um, Julian, do you have any. Uh, any bands that I steal your uh, your one pick, Dream Theater? <sighs> your two, Dream Theater and Guns N' Roses? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not sure, like, off the top of my head. Um, for the most part, like, I just kind of very generally, like, if if a band puts out, like, an album that 
you know, I don't like, or they go in like a different direction or whatever. I'm just like, all right, you know, they're just doing their thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, there aren't like that many bands that I really like consider are like, they like started becoming bad. It's just, oh, I just maybe don't resonate with like the new material as much uh, anymore. Totally. That, so, yeah, that's, that's really kind of like point. my, my, philosophy with this i guess yeah that's a really great point and that's like a good thing because it's so easy to say that sucks or that's not good yeah it's and, like and someone it's, likes it probably yeah yeah you know? exactly that's fine. Yeah. yeah what a great note to uh to end this on <laughs> a very negative like just, <laughs> this band sucks this band also sucks that was a very nice uh resolution to this whole thing uh well, thank you guys for being on. Uh, Nate, you have that show still coming up? Yeah, December 4th. Right, December 4th, uh, venue. Uh, lyric stage in Boston. Nice, nice. Uh, awesome. Kevin, do you have any uh, dates? Kind of uh, yeah. Shows? Uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, Wednesday, the uh, the Pint in Worcester. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, winter's tough for me, but I got some stuff that's uh, – Fingers crossed in uh, the, the early part of next year. So nice, nice. And uh, Julian has a uh, album coming out. Yep. Or I guess we both do. Return um, to funeral. Return to funeral. Nuclear funeral coming out December third. Damn! I wish we rehearsed that so we could have like, said at the same <laughs> time. Your way. You'll get it. Let's in do it. Uh, nuclear. <laughs> this new. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we nuclear funeral funeral <laughs> return Decem- return to this- funeral <laughs> December asking- someone's just gonna I really ask every too time. much for comedians and musicians to have timing like <laughs> 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 take your your shit out it's not the oh, timing God. as much as just the order of the words the structure <laughs> But yeah, all right. No, well, it's gonna uh, be good. I want to end yeah. with a question. Did you guys know that Sugar Ray's first album was metal? Yes, I did. I did not. Yep. I am definitely gonna check that out right now. The Goo Goo Dolls were signed to Metal Blade Records. What? Yeah, that is fact. <laughs> no way. It's pretty. Funny. Oh yeah. Yep. And they stayed a three piece the whole time. It's in the original <laughs> band, I think. The entire time. <laughs> Metal, that's insane. Yeah. Metal Blade's like one of my favorite labels. Wow, that blew my mind. Jesus Christ. The more you know. Well, hey, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, this has been me. a lot of fun. I'm Brandon Baddock, and this has been Disturbing the Priest. Disturbing the Priest.